Welcome, everybody, to another episode of He's Not Done Yet. We just want to thank you for tuning in today, and a new episode will uh, drop every Friday at 6 a.m. It'll drop on the Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Then it airs on Sunday morning. Uh, you know, He's Not Done Yet is a is a radio uh, show, and it and it drops on Sunday. Uh, 10 to 11, you can listen to it on Victory Radio Station at 100.9 FM and 95.3 FM and 15.30 AM right here in beautiful North Little Rock, Arkansas. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Links can also be found at he'snotdoneyet.com, he'snotdoneyet.com. Well, we're real excited today, and uh, we want to invite you to the First Pentecostal Church at 1401 Calvary Road uh, here in North Little Rock. We have church on Sunday morning at 1030, uh, also Sunday night at 7, and then uh, we're back on Tuesday uh, for midweek at 7 p.m. as well. Feel free to call me or text me for prayer requests or if uh, you want to text me and you want to come see the church or come to a service, I'd love for you to sit with me. Feel free to text me at 501-339-8017. Well, today's scripture comes from Ephesians 3 and 16 and 17. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We just thank you today, God. You're so mighty, God. You're you're so strong, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. Uh, We pray today that this would fall on good ground, God. And We just honor you today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Jesus is our victory tonight. Oh, come on, but I have a witness. So how many know Jesus is our victory in the house? There's nobody greater than him. There's nobody more powerful than Jesus. Oh, if you know that victory is in Jesus, I want you to worship on this part. There's victory in Jesus. There's victory in Jesus.
Well, today uh, we have a very special guest. I'm uh, truly honored uh, to have uh, Brother Randall with us today. Um, I just wanted to um, tell him, and he, and you know, I don't know if he knows this, but he is one of my heroes. He is truly a hero to many, and um, he is a, a minister. He is a, a great man of character. Uh, he has served our country, and um, I just dearly love you, Brother Randall. I thank you for all that you have done for us, and uh, I've been so excited to been looking forward to today, and I'm so glad you're here. And just come on in and obey the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity uh, to be here this morning. And um, you know, uh, it's funny that you <laughs> give give me the introduction, but uh, I tell you what, I've I've watched you, and um, and you have uh, been an inspiration to me. Um, just watching your life and uh, where you've come from, uh, and I really admire you and your walk and uh, your worship and uh, everything that you stand for. So uh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, being an example. And it, it really uh, uh, kind of gave me the direction uh, of, of what I wanted to talk about today is uh, I know your testimony and I think uh, uh, my testimony is is pretty uh, close to yours, and um, and maybe there's somebody out there that that shares uh, something similar to ours, and it could be a help to them uh, that their story is is somewhat close to ours. And so um, I just wanted to to tell you, you know, you're you're looking at a miracle uh, today. Uh, I should not. Uh, I should not be here. Uh, I'm. I'm nothing. I'm. Uh, you know the odds were stacked against me, and and uh, here I am. But it's uh, just the mercies of God. The reason why I'm here today, and uh, I just want to share that uh, uh, my story. And and like I said, hopefully, hopefully it'd be a blessing to somebody. But, um, you know. Uh, my parents, uh, they divorced when I was young. Uh, I was um, just sin was prevalent in my in my home. And so uh, growing up, I was exposed to uh, just anything you can imagine that's sinful, you know, drugs, alcohol, violence, uh, different things. And so um, I really, uh, you know, I, most people would probably say, you, you know, you just you have no direction you you don't really have a shot and so uh you just try to make the best of, of what you have but that was my lot in life i uh i grew up between uh rose city and um and pike avenue uh i was uh i was kicked out of school in 10th grade um i left home at 15 uh, moved in with a pretty rough group, and um, and you know I was just getting in trouble uh, as a teenager, uh, really just uh, kind of on the streets, homeless, and and uh, not much support. And uh, and after I got kicked out of school, I was I was really facing some trouble, and uh, one of the options for me was to join the military. 
And so at 17, uh, I enlisted in the military and, uh, and went off to basic and, and, you know, thought, well, you know, this is really going to get my life together and, and, uh, I'll, I'll kind of have some direction in life. And, uh, one thing it did for me was really instill some discipline. Uh, I've always, uh, had a work ethic in me, um, as far as I remember, I've, I've always worked and, uh, and try to provide for myself, even if it wasn't much, I was, I was still trying to work and, and do for myself. Uh, but the, the military really instilled discipline in me, uh, got me in a routine and, um, and, but really that was about it. You know, it, it, it wasn't, uh, really making me change or do right. I was just, I got a few, uh, tools in my toolbox from it. And so, uh, when I got home from basic training and AIT, uh, I was kind of put back into the old situation to where I really didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, not much support. Uh, you know, uh, my family, they, they love me, but it just, it, it, it is what it is. You know, it, it wasn't uh, a real great situation. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm back to that, that, uh, place in life to where, uh, you, I don't have a place to go. I'm, I'm kind of unsteady and, uh, and I find myself starting to, uh, connect with some of my old friends and get back in trouble. Well, when I was, uh, 18 years old, uh, I got into a pretty serious car accident, uh, which, uh, really, should have ended my life and uh, just the mercies of God that I survived it. And, um, you know, going back to, uh, to where it really started, it wasn't, it wasn't at that moment that uh, it was kind of an awakening and, and I found God, but uh, I'm first generation Pentecost. Uh, nobody, uh, nobody in my family has any background in Pentecost that I know of. Um, nobody even went to a, a denominal church that I know of. I mean, we just, church wasn't a thing to us. And so uh, when, I was, when I was eight years old, uh, there was a lady that was friends with my mother, and she would come pick me up to go to church with her son. Me and her son were friends. And uh, when I was eight years old, I received the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name. And just through the course of, of how the family situation was, we, we kind of lost that connection uh, when I was about 10 or 11. So I was exposed to church for about three years. And um, during that short time, uh, that's where God really planted in me. And, uh, and that's where I drew from when I was a teenager and when I really felt God starting to deal with me. And so uh, when, I was, uh, when I was 19, I really started to feel God uh, pull on me. And, and, and I, I didn't really uh, know what it was all about, uh, but I knew it was definitely uh, God that was, uh, that was dealing with me. And I just kind of said, you know, if, if I ever do decide to go to church, it's going to be in a Pentecostal church because that's, that's all I know. And so uh, when I was uh, 19, 
I was off doing some training at Fort Chaffee, and uh, and I I'd bought a Bible at this time. I'm reading the Bible and. Uh, just every scripture, it seemed like uh, that I came across, I was highlighting because it just stood out. And if you if you look at that Bible today, you'd look like I uh, it looks like I just spray painted it with uh, yellow paint. <laughs> just everything was just uh, screaming at me. And um, during this uh, training event, it's two weeks at Fort Chaffee, and uh, I remember uh, sitting out kind of in a field reading my Bible, eating an MRE, uh, which is uh, kind of a prepackaged meal that the military gives you. And so I'm, I'm sitting out there just in this grass, uh, eating and, and reading my Bible, and this man walks up to me, and uh, his name is uh, Tom Segrist. And he, he wasn't a part of my unit, uh, but somehow he, uh, he missed training with his, his unit and, and ended up with mine. And he walks up to me and he kind of points at me and, and uh, says, uh, I see you reading your Bible there. And uh, I said, yeah. He said, well, you mind if I sit down and talk to you? And then that just kind of opened up a conversation, dialogue, and then uh, when he realized that uh, I had uh, been exposed to Pentecost, he said, man, you need to you need to come to a camp meeting. And this was the summer of 99 uh, that that happened. And so it was just, you know, by chance, God connected it to where uh, he missed his training and was assigned to my unit. And, and here I am in the field. And so uh, he said, you know, as soon as, uh, as, soon as this training's over, uh, come to camp meeting and uh, and man you you won't regret it and so uh, I promised him I would and um, and I, I I didn't have uh, I didn't have a suit I didn't have clothes I didn't have a ride I didn't have anything uh, to um, to come to church matter of fact I remember uh, actually borrowing clothes from my my brother-in-law and um, and he was he was quite uh, larger than I was, and so I, I just could imagine what I looked like when I walked into church. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I, I I made it to church, and um, there was two men that actually three men uh, that I remember uh, praying me back through to the Holy Ghost. It's it was Brother Jones, uh, Brother Riley, and Brother McGarity. And uh, they got a hold of me, prayed me through, and uh, and I've not, I've not looked back since. I've not, uh, I've not had any uh, desire to go back to, to do anything else but live for the Lord. And um, you know, it it wasn't easy. Uh, after I got in church, uh, I was still homeless. You know, you would think it would just change overnight, but it doesn't. Uh, you, you have to. You have to learn how to plow and, and dig a well and, and, and the things that come along with it. Uh, but it was not easy. I was still homeless. I was still broke. I was still uh, broken. And so uh, just the good people of First Pentecostal, man, they uh, uh, people would just take me in and, and uh, bring me food. I remember that, you know, several several nights uh, that Sister Agnes Holmes and Sister Janet Abels would 
come bring me bread and soup and and that's that's what I ate on for the week you know and and they had no idea they just they just felt it uh and and would drop me off food and and that's what sustained me through the week um different men would uh, give me jobs uh you know when when I got in church uh I worked uh three uh jobs I would I would do I would help uh, brother Connor uh lay brick uh, I was just a hand for him but uh would would do that for half a day and then uh, after that I would go with brother Rankin and cut grass uh for half a day and then uh Cr- brother Chris Blakely he would put me to work stocking shelves in the evening and then I would have my my national guard stuff on the weekends so uh, I was working hard, and also uh, I had guardianship of my my younger brother too uh, during this time. And uh, w- when I when I prayed back through, he was actually living in Arizona, and uh, I just had a burden for him and, and called him and said, "Hey, man, you need to you need to come get what I just got." And uh, so he he jumped on a plane, and um, and he came to me, and I was. You know, I I didn't have anywhere for him to go, uh, but he came and and uh, the Lord provided along the way. But uh, I was I was working hard, uh, providing for uh, myself and him. I was, uh, you know, doing doing everything I knew to do to uh, to live for God. And uh, there was men in the church that uh, that really helped me along the way. Um, and uh, and really, I, I I owe so much to them. If I started naming names, I probably would leave somebody out. But I'm telling you, there's so many people that uh, carried me along the way. That uh, I you know I I don't know what they saw in me uh, to even uh, consider uh, helping me. But um, but uh, they they I, for some reason had confidence in me and, and, and decided to help. And, uh, you know, and I sure didn't want to let them down, uh, uh, for what they were providing and and what they were doing for me. But, uh, there was a man, uh, in particular, brother Paul Connor, uh, he helped me get a car. And, uh, and I, like I said, I was doing all I could to, to work and, and provide, but, he told me, he said, you know, uh, I'm going to do this for you. And uh, and I told him, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to pay you back. And he said, that's fine. He said, but before you pay me, uh, you give God what's his. And uh, and. What that did for me was really uh, help me understand the importance of, of paying tithes. And, and I heard, you know, uh, and Bishop told me too, he would tell me, you know, you learn to pray and learn to give and you'll, you'll make it. And, uh, and so just, just that kind of, uh, of, help in my life you know and and that's what I did I uh I would pay my tithes and and then I would give him everything I could and and uh brother we would uh we would 
ration uh, meals between me and my brother, and it was tough. Um, I was sleeping on the floor, and I was, uh, we would, you know, buy a pizza and make that stretch for three or four days. I mean, we were really doing everything we could to, but I was going to, uh, I was going to pay my tithes and, and I was going to, I was going to pray. And, and really, uh, when I got in, uh, that, uh, scripture really stood out to me is when the, when the lady said, truth, Lord, even the dogs, they eat from the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And, um, and I, you know, that, that really affected me because that's, that's what I felt like. I just felt like a dog. And, um, you know, if there was anything that the Lord uh, could do, surely give me a crumb or two, you know. And I thought, what do, you know, what do I have to lose? Um, what do I have to lose? I just might as well pull up and eat what I can. And so, uh, you know, the Lord's, he's really been good to me. But uh, th those are the really the the principles that uh, that I got that I really stood by is uh, is what Bishop would tell me learn how to pray and and learn how to give and I thought well I don't have much but I can you know surely I can do those two things and so uh, I dug out a prayer life and um, and I I gave uh, you know when when I really didn't have it and it hurt and I, and I gave and I, and I did what I was supposed to. And, you know, the Lord, he's, he's really protected me and, and helped me along the way. And uh, I was wanting to share a couple of stories kind of uh, tied into uh, to prayer and, and giving. One was uh, back in, in 2016 and, and keep in mind, uh, you know, I was uh, right when when I was getting ready to to get married. I was making about ten dollars an hour, and uh, you know, I was just really scratching my head, thinking, you know, how am I gonna provide and how am I gonna do? Well, uh, about two weeks before I was supposed to get married, I I got a, a full time position uh, in the military. And so they they pay you based off rank, and I'm telling you, it just really uh, increased my salary. So uh, I never had to support my family on that ten dollars. Uh, but um, but around 2016, uh, we uh, got to a position uh, in our program to where we were we were doing a bunch of layoffs, and. Um, I wasn't uh, I wasn't senior in the program. Uh, I you know I didn't have uh, like I said I'm a tenth grade uh, dropout, uh, so I didn't have much going for me uh, amongst the competition really. Uh, but uh, I had the Lord on my side, and so uh, my colonel I remember him bringing us into a big conference room, and uh, then we had about uh, thirty people in our program. And he looked at us and said that, you know, we're losing funding and uh, I'm only going to be able to keep six of you. Well, I just, you know, right then it was settled for me. 
I knew that uh, that I was going to get laid off because um, I just I I couldn't compete with everybody. I didn't have the the skill set. I, I I didn't have uh, the education, I, and I didn't have the years that uh, others already had vested in that program. So, uh, you know, I just my uh, my fate was sealed. I thought so. Anyways, he he brings us in and he counsels us and and um, and tells us, you know, I've not really made my decision yet on the six that I'm going to keep, but I'm letting every everybody's on notice, you know, uh, that you're probably not going to have a job. So I, I get home, uh, tell my wife, and uh, and uh, you know, I'm just I feel like a failure, and said, you know, I. Uh, I'm probably going to lose my job. I don't know what to do uh, except get to the church and pray. And so, um, you know, I was, it was a purposeful prayer uh, that day. I was, I had a, I was on a mission. I was going to touch God because I didn't know what to do. And so, uh, you know, I load my my family up in the in the truck, and we're headed on uh, to the church. And uh, along the way, my wife's asking me questions. I just I don't have answers to. And uh, you know, I'm just thinking, what what am I going to do now? Uh, you know, I felt like you know, surely this isn't all in vain. Uh, God, you can do something. And um, we start coming down the the. The road there at North Hills, we're, we're going down, about to make the, uh, the curve on Calvary. And uh, I look over to my left uh, out of the driver's side window, and I just slam on my brakes. And I, I can't believe what I'm, what I'm seeing, Brother McDougal. I'm, I'm, I'm just right there in the middle of the road. I, I didn't even realize if there's if there's traffic behind me I just I hit my brakes and I look over uh, to my left and uh, lo and behold there's a, a vehicle that's broke down and the man that is looking at me with his hood raised is my colonel and and so I rolled the window down and I, I asked him I said you know sir uh, do you need you need any help? And he's looking at me like I'm a ghost, and uh, and he says he says to me, "No, you know, I I got help uh, coming," and and he's just staring at me, just this blank stare, and and I and it's hot, and I tell him, you know, you can come down here to the church and and sit in the air condition if you want till your help comes. And he said, "No, no, I'm good," and uh, and so I just kind of wave at him and head on down to the church. Well, uh, as I walk in, uh, it's this thought came to me. Don't worry about him. He can't drive without me. Ooh. And so uh, I hit the floor. I knew right then. I knew right then it was settled. I was going to keep my job. And uh, sure enough, I was, I was one, of, one of the six that, Praise God. that stayed in the program. And... Um, and uh, here I am. Uh, this year, um, I'm able to retire from the from uh, this program that I'm in. So, uh, the Lord, He He really He really took care of me and helped me uh, preserve me uh, in a in a trial. 
And it, was, it wasn't uh, something that I had to wait on, but it was an immediate, uh, immediate response that God, he, he, was, he was showing me, you, you are the head and not the tail. I got you. And so um, another story that I wanted to share with you is, uh, is on giving. And, and like I said, uh, I, I never had uh, much money growing up, and uh, I struggled for several years, even probably uh, three or four years after I got in church, just really trying to uh, get my feet under me. And, um, and so my second deployment in Iraq, I qualified for an enlistment bonus. And, um, and it, when you re-enlist... Uh, over overseas, uh, it's non it's non taxed, and so I was gonna get a lump sum, and it was a large uh, uh, amount, you know, for me. It was a large amount, and um, and while I was there, I just felt led to do this. Uh, I heard that the church was uh, in the process to to buy land, and so I just purposed when I get home. I'm going to give this uh, reenlistment bonus to the church for this land, for this property. And so um, my first service back, I could not wait. Uh, I had a check, and, um, and I find Bishop. He's praying, and, and I run up to him, and I say, Bishop, I have something for you. And, uh, and when I showed it to him, you could, you could almost see it in his face. He just... Uh, he he knew my story. He knew my background. He said, "Oh, brother Randall, I can't take this." And I said, "I you have to. This is, you know, this is what the Lord laid on my heart, and uh, and and this is what I want to do." Well, uh, you know, uh, God, he he doesn't waste time really uh, uh, paying paying you back, and. Um, and so it wasn't. It wasn't long after that. It was probably just two weeks. Uh, I received a phone call from a man in the church, and he he told me he said, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking to buy uh, this house to fix up and flip and and do something with it. But I just I really just kind of changed my mind, and I was thinking about you. Had no idea uh, of of what I've done. Uh, had no idea about that check, and so um, he said, "I want you to come look at it." And um, and so uh, I went. My, I met him over there to look at it, and uh, man, it was just it, it looked like a project. And so uh, I told him I was interested, and uh, I said, "Well, you know, how much? Uh, how much is the lady asking for it?" And he told me the amount, and it was the same amount. Uh, that I'd given for that uh, to the church, and so I just felt like you know this is this is really what I should do, and so I purchased the home, uh, started uh, working on it, and uh, the day that it was uh, finished, uh, I had it rented, and ever since then I've had it rented, and I can't tell you how many times that the Lord's uh, paid me back. Uh, on that on that offering and so uh if i could you know help anybody uh by saying this if if you if you if you're not praying um you're robbing yourself and if you're not uh paying your tithes you're robbing god and uh and 
and it's I'm telling you the benefits of, of doing both and when you and when you connect the two you know doing it uh, you know uh, praying and saying Lord what can I do uh, to be a blessing to the kingdom and then he lays something on your heart and then you see the immediate results from it man uh, you know what a big God but uh, that's that's really what I wanted to share and um, and where I'm at today you know uh, 15 year old homeless kid uh, <laughs> 10th grade dropout troubled uh, just exposed to to all kinds of sin and uh, and where the Lord's brought me to today is uh, I'm uh, I'm almost uh, to the very top of, of um, where I can uh, be in the military as far as enlisted goes. Uh, there's there's only one more rank that I can I can make before I'm to the absolute top. Uh, you know, and I've done that uh, with with a lot of odds against me, but uh, the Lord, He's He's really put me ahead of of a lot of competition, uh, and you have to compete uh, to to advance in the military. They don't just give it to you, and so sure. the Lord's really helped me with that. Um, and uh, you know, something else too is uh, uh, my my children and uh, the story that uh, that I have uh, with my kids is that uh, the Lord has has really blessed me uh, I have five daughters and uh, man I'm crazy about them uh, I have one child that has uh, that received the Holy Ghost during COVID when we were everybody was at home and we were we were having a prayer meeting and and uh, my Caroline, she got the she got the Holy Ghost uh, during COVID, and then my five year old here recently just received the Holy Ghost. Uh, her older sister was um, was speaking at assembly, and uh, during our altar call, uh, my five year old uh, received the Holy Ghost, and um, she had just completed a fifty two day fast uh, at five years old. Um, the Lord put it on her heart. And uh, she is crazy. My five-year-old Lucy, she is crazy about Benson Holmes. And she found out that he uh, was doing a 52-day fast where he was just uh, drinking water. And, uh, and then come to find out Olivia was doing the same fast. Well, Lucy just got it in her head. She was going to do that fast too. And so for 52 days, she stuck with it. And, you know, uh, we thought, well, you know, you're – when when uh when she completed it we thought you know that service she was going to get the holy ghost well it you know it didn't happen like that uh but two months uh, i believe it was two months later uh almost to the day that she completed it she received the holy ghost so uh, she was just baptized in jesus name uh last sunday and and we're rejoicing uh for that and so uh the lord he's just been good to me uh within my position uh he's uh he's given me some of the best assignments um you know a pretty exciting life and um and to god be the glory but i have one scripture if uh if i could read it and um 
and and I, I tried to apply it to my life. But it's First uh, Peter five six and seven. It says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you." And that's really uh, the story of my life. You know, um, everything that I I do, I try to do it in humility. I don't. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't do anything for my, my credit, my glory. I'm nothing, you know, in, in my head, I'm still that 15 year old homeless kid. That's, that grew up on the backside of the tracks that has no education. I've just, uh, try to be available, but, uh, but God has uh, helped me along the way. And, and that's my story. You're, you're looking at a miracle. Yes, sir. Brother Randall, thank you so much for that, brother. I tell you, hadn't you been blessed today? I tell you, it sounds like sounds like victory to me. I'm telling you what, I'm telling you, thank you so much, brother. I tell you, you blessed us today, and uh, you've touched my heart today, brother. I sure do appreciate you coming, and we sure love you. And we're going to invite our pastor to come on in, and uh, he's going to sing a song called Worth.
came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up.